And I really believe that the words we say and the words we think and the words other people say to us and all of that makes such a difference. This is the Brilliance Leadership Learning Podcast, sharing thought-provoking content and discussions to enhance your leadership development journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified of new episodes. Here are your hosts, Chantal Nash and Gary Norton from the digital learning team at Crottenville, GE's Global Learning Institute. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Brilliance Leadership Learning. Many of us have probably seen the videos of fathers having their young daughters say positive things about themselves in the mirror. There's also a pretty popular image of a cat looking into a mirror and then seeing a lion. So today we have Laura Schmidt, founder and owner of Notes to Self, a company that's all about self-affirmations. They sell a wide variety of products, all with positive statements on them, And it all started with an idea to put these statements on the toes of socks. So we are going to chat with Laura about her journey in starting the company and the impact of positive affirmations that she's realized through her work and her customers. So welcome, Laura. It's great to have you. Thank you, Chantel. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What kinds of things have you been interested in that have gotten you to this point? Sure. Um, I I grew up in the Kansas City area, and um, my career path basically uh, started with um, planning to be a doctor. I went to Kansas State University and majored in pre-med and um, applied to med school twice and took the MCAT four times. And yeah, didn't end up getting into the um, schools that I wanted to get into, but decided to just keep keep trying. And, um, at, and I, I got a job right out of college with AT&T because of my chemistry background. And I actually did technical training in a clean, clean room where they made semiconductors. And then, um, they laid off a bunch of us that were just recently hired after about nine months. And I got hired back, um, in the, um, computer part of AT&T and they trained me to be a systems analyst and, um, later a systems engineer. And at one point, um, AT&T had a big opportunity for technical people to move into outside sales. And so I did that and went through all the training and did outside sales for a couple of years and uh, then came back to systems engineering. And that was, you know, like the first eight years of my career. And then I started a family. And um, when I was about ready to have our second child, I was exposed to Mary Kay Cosmetics. And um, I heard that there were women in that company earning, you know, corporate income, working their business around their family. And so I did, I went ahead and um, became part of Mary Kay, really just like as a plan B, um, thinking that maybe someday down the road, it would be something that I could, you know, do more seriously. And I, I started that business a month before having my second child. And after Harrison was born and our two-year-old Nolan um, was able to talk to me um, and it was time to go back to work. I just didn't want to leave these two little boys. And so I um, beefed up my Mary Kay business and uh, took a leave of absence from AT&T and became a sales director and started the path of building a really big business. Um, We had a third child less than two years later and I became a sales director with Mary Kay, and I've had like a 23-year career with Mary Kay. Um, dro- drove pink Cadillacs for many, many years. 
Um, and, and when the kids were little, I worked more like 25 hours a week, but once they all three got in grade school, started grade school, then I increased it to like more full time. And that's when I was really, you know, developing a a large organization. I even traveled to India in 2007 to expand my business there and, um, recruited people all over India during a three week period. And, um, Mary Kay India ended up closing a few years later, but still it was a wonderful experience where I met great people and, you know, it was just great learning, great learning experience. But, um, and, and then I won't go through all the details, but I tried a couple of other things. Um, the years before I started this business, I was just, I, I love, loved Mary Kay and still do, but I was just kind of ready for my next challenge. So over a couple year period, I took a few sales jobs and, um, and it was during that time that, um, this business, the idea for this business started. You have a little story on your website that talks about the road trip you were on. Right. Yes. It was January 1st, 2011 and we were on our way to western kansas to visit my husband's family and our three kids were in the back and my husband garrett was driving and i had my feet up on the dashboard and with like tennis shoes kicked off and just socks on and i was like i always do and or often do and um i was reading a book about positive thinking and I came to the part that said that the best time to say positive affirmations is first thing in the morning and last thing at night in that half awake, half asleep time when the subconscious mind is most open because the conscious filters aren't quite up yet. And it hit me, what if I put the positive affirmations on the toes of socks? Then at least twice a day, you would be training your mind to think better thoughts without even trying. And what if kids too young to read had I am smart on their toes? And what if that was one of the first phrases that they learned to say and they really believed that? And, and, you know, especially underprivileged kids, how might that affect their entire life? And, And I just, I remember turning to my husband and saying, you know, telling him the idea. And I don't know what he said, but he said something either neutral or positive. <laughs> and, and and I point that out just because I think, our, you know, our tagline for our business, you know, our company is notes to self and our tagline is words make all the difference. And I really believe that the words we say and the words we think and the words other people say to us and all of that makes such a difference. But like his his positive attitude towards what towards my idea could have been make or break. You know, if he had if he had said something negative, I might not have been encouraged to take a step forward on the idea. So I really thank him for that. That's a really interesting part of the story. The fact that a positive affirmation helped you create your company about positive affirmations. Right. So right. That's awesome. So have you, you know, up to that point, had you been exposed to things like the power of the subconscious mind or positive affirmations? I know you mentioned the book. Um, Was there anything else that you had done that really made you passionate about it? Or was it kind of this aha moment? No, it it definitely was uh, something that's been a big part of my life, you know, during my whole adult life. Um, I I've always been attracted to self help books and um, and specifically things that had to do with affirmations and positive thinking. Um, 
you know, uh, Napoleon Hill, one of the first great thought leaders on positive thinking was one of the people that I read a lot. And, you know, so many other, um, I have so many other books and, um, I've read so much about positive thinking. And in my journey with Mary Kay, I did a lot of training with my team and, We talked about affirmations all the time. And one of the things I would do is like right on my bathroom mirror, like with lip liner, I am confident. And that is one of my, or on sticky notes, you know, I've, I actually even now have sticky notes all over my world that have positive things on them uh, or ideas or thoughts or whatever. But, um, I, I am confident has always been an affirmation that was really important to me and, I, I really believe no matter how successful you are and how much confidence you have, everybody could use a little bit more confidence. And I think that if if the youth in our in our world had more confidence, it could totally change the world. So I'm really passionate about specific affirmations and the way that affirmations are said in the positive, the present tense as though they already have occurred. Like I am confident, not I am in the process of becoming something. Mm. Yeah. So I know that there's a a commercial that you guys have on your website and it talks about that confidence factor, but it also talks about not being afraid to be great or something along those lines. Can you share that full quote with us? Sure. You know, that is one of my favorite quotes ever and um, it's influenced me greatly and it's from A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And and I, I tell when I speak to groups now or share this with my team, I say that I love this quote because every time I hear it, I'm so inspired. And And here's the quote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? And we use that in permission with permission from Marianne Williamson in our video. Yeah, and so it's just really interesting to me because... I, I feel like that that is something that many of us are afraid of. And we it, sometimes we think it's just fear of failing, but sometimes it's fear of being great or, or fear of what does that look like to other people. Um, so that was really powerful for me. And, and anybody can go anybody can go to the notes to self website, notes to self.com and go to the blog section there and find uh, that video there. So there's also some, well, first of all, I want to ask, how do you come up with the slogans? I know some of them might come to you naturally, but are there some where you kind of have to brainstorm? Are you, are you continuously adding new slogans to the line? We are. We have about 50 sayings now and 50 after affirmations. And the very first one was, I am awesome. And it is still our number one bestseller. Um, and, and, you know, some of the first ones were, uh, in, a, in addition to I am awesome are I am confident, I am smart, I am strong, I am perfectly me. Um, you know, th- and those are still very much very, some of our very best sellers, but actually every one that we've launched has been successful. 
and we do have a long list of possible future sayings and people give us suggestions all the time and we add that to the list. Um, but my filter that I try to run the saying through uh, before moving forward with it is, you know, is, is it meaningful? Um, and can it help people? And, and we, you know, we have a few sayings that are just kind of more fun, like I am cool. Um, and we joke about that, that that was, the, that saying was um, kind of done in honor of my dad and my husband, who both wore black shot socks with tennis shoes or sandals when it wasn't cool. <laughs> and, and now it is. Um, but but, you know, for the most part, like I am beautiful is one of our best sellers. And at first I wasn't certain that I wanted to move forward with that because, you know, I've been very focused on young girls, especially, you know, going through adolescence and like I am perfectly me. Our daughter, Elaine, came up with that saying and it's a bestseller and I feel like it's so meaningful. But when we considered beautiful, I, I just thought, I don't know if I want to affirm like external beauty, but we talked about it and, you know, it's, it's more about internal beauty than anything or being beautiful, you know, from the inside out. And I can just tell that from, from the sales and also just from feedback that I get from customers that they absolutely love that. And it's just such a sweet gift to give someone. Absolutely. I was going to ask, how it's been used within your family, uh, because I know you talk a little bit about that on the blog too. So it's really a powerful example, I think. Um, and also the other employees in your company, what role has the company culture that you've established and the positivity there played in the success of your company and, and also on the, um, on the happiness of those employees that are there? Yeah, that's a good question. I I do. First off, I I am confident that we have the best team that's ever been assembled. <laughs> um, there, there. You know, I love uh, Simon Sinek's book, um, Start with Why, and you know he talks a lot in there about um, that you want people who believe what you believe. Um, to be your customers, but then also to be part of your team. And all of our team members totally believe in what we're doing and really understand how what they do every day is making a difference in people's lives. Um, and they they love being part of our company. It's a very positive culture. One of the things I did was try to build it based on some of the things that I saw that worked in my other experiences. And, you know, in direct sales, there's a lot of flexibility. And I tried to build that into my company. And so um, we have a lot of team members who have children uh, still in school. And so they start their day after they drop their kids off from school and, you know, leave before pickup. And so they're able to, you know, keep their priorities in place, but still contribute to our team. Um, and I, I think it's one of the happiest working environments I've ever seen. We call, we call our distribution center Sock Central, and uh, it's a pretty happy place. Yeah, there's, there's also a video on that, and I want to play a little clip just to give our listeners an idea of what some of your employees say about working there. I just love the idea of coming to work for a company that was more than just trying to make money, that there was a mission involved and a greater purpose. 
and I want anything I do in life to have a positive impact on the world. I want everything I do and put out there to make a difference. We want this product, when it gets into someone's hands, their friend, their neighbor, their sister, going through a hard time, we want to make sure it's perfect. It's going out there and making a great impact because we know the words can. It's not about the socks. It's just about the words. Laura says that a lot, but it really is true. The socks are a fun, practical way to share the words, but it's really about the words. The most rewarding aspect of working for Notes to Self is the connection we have to the people and the stories we hear of how these phrases and words have impacted people's lives. People need to hear that they are special and that they are strong and they can beat the odds in life. So I think that is our mission, just to get the words out to as many people as possible. So not only what your employees say, but how have your products impacted your customers and what kind of stories do you hear back from them? Gary, we have got we have received so many meaningful stories. In in fact, one of the um, the things that we talk about is that it is not uncommon for my husband to walk into my office and having and, and I'm looking at my computer and tears are rolling down my face and he'll say, "What's wrong?" And I'll say, "You got to read this email." And it's I like I get him every week from people sharing with us about how the words on the socks have have impacted them. I mean, many of our customers have given the I am strong socks to, to friends battling cancer or facing surgery. And I mean, I've received numerous pictures from people during chemotherapy with their strong socks or their I am brave socks on. And um, one of the most meaningful stories I ever received was from a young woman named Caitlin, and I'm sharing it with her permission as well. And um, if it's okay, I'll, I'll just read what she wrote to me. Sure. Uh, she said, my mother received three pairs of your socks while she was going through chemo. I am beautiful, I am blessed, and I believe. My mom died seven months after being diagnosed a second time with a rare form of BRCA1 breast cancer. But every day we made sure her notes to self socks were clean because every day they inspired her. Every day we went to treatment or eventually when hospice came to the house, she always received compliments. And now I wear her notes to self socks and always think of her when I put them on. I just wanted you and your company to know that you encouraged my mom and myself during the hardest times in our lives. And through your socks, I remember my mama today. Thank you. I just wanted you to know what an impact something that seems so small like socks can have. Attached is one of my favorite photos when we realized how special the socks were to her and I. And from that day forward, that was all she wore. And she sent me a beautiful picture of her mom with the I Am Beautiful socks on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That So, so things like that are, um, you know, there's so, so much in our lives that we, we have to quantify, right? And sometimes just stories like that. And even if it's one person, you know, or, you know, five people or however many it is, um, things like that are, I mean, exactly what you've been saying. That's what really matters. So thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome.
One of the other things I notice is that like when when you give a gift of these words on the socks, like when the person is wearing them, they can't help but think about the person that gave them the socks. And it's almost like they're breathing belief into you. Mm. Like one of our sayings is I am courageous. And, you know, when I wear those, I just think, I think about the words, but you know, if someone had given those to me, it's, it's just like they're strengthening me. I didn't even think about that aspect of it, of, you know, when it's given as a gift that you're, you're thinking about not just the words, but also the person that, that gave that to you. That's a great point. Thank you. One thing I I do want to ask is, you know, everybody goes through times in their life where there is some things that are not fun to address. There's some negativity around it or some difficult conversations that have to be had. When people find themselves in situations like that, do you have any advice or is there anything that you practice that might help people still get through those in a constructive or positive way, even if just by nature it might be a negative experience? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. You know, one of the practices that I've always um, done is when when thoughts are starting to enter my mind, like like you're explaining, a, a negative situation is going on, and negative thoughts start to come into my mind. Uh, one of my friends. Um, Gay Super actually is her name, and she taught us years ago that you want to say, like, just almost out loud, stop, erase, go away, I'm not listening Mm -hmm. to those negative thoughts. And then, as far as affirmations go, turn it around into the positive. So, you know, if, if something's going through your mind, like, I'm afraid this might happen, then turn it around and create a positive affirmation out of it, like... I am healthy. I am strong. Um, I am determined, you know, if it's about your own health, for example. That's great advice. And also, I know that you, beyond just your company, you also donate your socks to nonprofit orgs regularly. I, I also know that for homeless people, you know, socks and underwear and things like that are some of the most requested items. Tell us a little about, um, you know, that nonprofit work that you do. Yes, thank you for asking. That is a very important part of what we do. And we do specifically focus on sharing our socks with homeless shelters, women's shelters, and other underprivileged people. And we have um, here in the Kansas City area, there is an organization called Swope Parkway Health Services, and they have a medical unit that goes out and serves the homeless. And then they also schedule appointments um, for those community members and bring them back to their um, hospital facility and get eye exams and dental appointments and things like that. And um, they have told me, because they, they take the socks out on this medical unit, and they have they have shared with me that sometimes a homeless person will be a little nervous to come up to their vehicle because they're just not sure what it's about. And now in this area, they've, they've, they realize that they're going to get my socks as well, our socks. Mm-hmm. And so they'll come up to the unit and they'll say things like, hey, do you have those socks with words? <laughs> you know, so it's it's increasing their confidence as well, you know, which helps their health care and everything. So yeah. that yeah. was really awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. You know, this has been a really awesome conversation and just very inspiring on a lot of different fronts. Everything from the idea of starting the company and you going forward with that 
is a great example for everybody who has, you know, thoughts like that of doing doing things on their own and going out to support themselves. So I think that's one. And then obviously the nature of the company itself is just really inspiring. So great job. Yeah, yeah. Great job on everything. Um, I am looking at some of these and I'll probably have to order some myself at some point. <laughs> and Thank you. Yeah. Well, in addition to that, um, Notes to Self has the socks, but you also have bibs, pillowcases, towels, headbands, stickers, you name it. There's a ton of things on there. So anybody who's interested can go to the notestoself.com website and look at all the products there. They also have a presence on social media. So on Facebook and Instagram, you can find them um, with the handle Notes to Self Socks. They are also on Twitter with the same handle, but no S at the end. So Notes to Self Sock. Also on Pinterest at Notes to Self Sock. So go ahead and check them out there. Laura, thank you so much for your time. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave us with before we go? Well, I would love to kind of close with what I usually share when I share with a group, um, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so what I usually just ask is, or, or, or talk about is just that I think everybody has a desire to do something that can really help the world or change the world. And I really believe it has little to do with our job or our company or profession. And I think it has to do with the words we choose every day. And I think we can each make a huge difference in the lives of people whose paths we cross, starting with those that are closest to us, those that we work and live with. And you know, when, when I think about the people, when, when we think about the people that we spend the most time with, for many of us, that includes people we work with. And one of my favorite quotes is from um, Panache Desai. And he said, our job is the excuse through which we get to love people, through mm. which the divine, through which the divine gets to love its creation. And we are put in exactly the place we need to be the love, to love the people we are around. And so my challenge is for all of us to think of a way that we can use encouraging words to make a difference in someone's life today. And we truly can change the world through our words. Well noted. Thank you. Absolutely. Great. Thank you, Laura, for, for uh, being our guest today. You're welcome. Thank you both. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, and of course, like, comment, rate, and share. Thanks for listening.